0: Hello. This is the general intro that we record long time after we finish doing the show, and then it's just put in somewhere by uh, uh, the producer. So hey guys. Is... Hey. Yeah, we're having a great time here in uh, in the studio. Where it's uh, Josie Long. Uh, Lots of party. There, and uh, we're having a party. Po- very much, uh, very much party central here. And uh, we're, we're joined by uh, the uh, musician and poet. I didn't know you could be the two, but uh, obviously oh. you can. Uh Scroobius Pip. It's there amazing. we are. That's uh, that's mainstream. That is us <laughs> going. Please, Three Counties Radio. But yeah, and anyway, it's show <laughs> and tell. Uh, Josie's not show and tell. That's what it used to be called, but it's now a show on E4 where the part of Josie and me is played by Chris Addison. I'd it's say it's a step up for them. He's yeah, interesting. I, 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 it's, it's interesting beautiful. that we could Do
1: you be... know, it looks like a really great show. Loads of people are really bloody loving it. It's a and... great
0: show. It's a great idea. You get a comedian to bring in some things and you talk about them, and uh, it's very similar to uh, no, no, Josie and Robin's no. show and tell. Well, let's not worry about that now. Anyway, this is Utter Shambles. Uh, Robin and Josie. Josie and Robin's actually this week, cause it was Robin and Josie's Yay. last week. Josie and uh, Robin's, Utter Shambles, and we're joined by uh, Scroobius Pip. Yes. What was the last festival you did then? You went to do a
2: festival at Oh, the you weekend. did do a festival? So I was hosting the spoken word stage all weekend, so I'd, I'd booked, so it was a three hours each day where I'd, I'd booked a load of spoken word acts and hosting it, and me and Dan were doing, like, a couple of shows as well, so it was good. Never been able to do it. I was meant to do this year. It's amazing. it's amazing. I love it.
1: Is it really good? It's
2: really, really good. Um mm. I think where they always s- slip up is on or at Camp Festival they have more comedy, but they always slip up because I've never thought the the comedy lineups are, are that strong. They're, they're, they that I always have, have Marcus Brigstock and and um, a, a couple of others who are, are great, but in general, it's one or two of the same people, and then a load of yeah like new people. They Was could, Bestival, it, they could work said. a lot better. Camp Festival cool. and Bestival as well and Bestival mm-hmm. as as well. The lineup. Considering they always say are one of their biggest rivals for similar kind of festival is Latitude and things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, and they do so. Uh, latitude well. goes all out on the comedy and really pushes it, whereas Bestival goes, yeah, we do comedy and poetry and all that, but it's, they don't really try that hard at doing right. all
0: the other areas. Yeah, no, I had that when I, I annoyingly did right. Camp Bestival again this year, but I only had, uh, thanks, um, only had uh, time literally to go down and do it and come back yeah. again. Yeah. And it was in the children's tent. Yeah. So, you're still in the children's field surrounded yeah. by, you know, you're looking at a merry-go-round, and you think, I know that I'm allowed to swear and say yeah. what I want, and I'm not going to edit myself, but I will still edit myself a bit. Yes. Because there's something about angrily swearing at the world while watching happy children go <laughs> round on a Victorian merry-go-round. See, that's the gold
2: th- 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 thing about me getting t- to program the spoken word tense, is each day I've got two, three, or four poets that I know everything they've got in their set is really offensive, so I'll <laughs> sling them on first, because they've got n- no option but to clear the tent of kids, Yeah. so they'll start doing all the kids will go, <laughs> and then everyone else can just relax a bit, because otherwise people are arraigning it in a bit and changing what they would do, so i sling the guys
0: on that. I've got no choice but to be really offensive and swear and scare off the kids. Well, there is something now about the fact that because festivals have become, you know, just such a part of people's, um, you know, calendar yeah. of the year, that sometimes yeah. you do get parents going, well, I think this is a little bit much. And you go, no, 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 no. The it's moment you've walked into the festival, no one has a, oh, watch out, Toby's going past now, little yeah. Toby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you, you've, uh, sorry, I remember at Camp Festival, must have been two years ago, where some of the comics before they went on were getting a bit worried, going, oh, God, you know, there's still loads of kids in. I went, um, Goldie looking chain have just been on. Yeah. Yeah. I really wouldn't worry. The things that <laughs> yeah, they've dealt yeah, with, yeah, the yeah, jokes yeah. about Michael Jackson's death and the language <laughs> that was used to describe it, I wouldn't really worry really if you're about be a to problem. say fuck or anything like that. It's not going to be. We did the first Camp
2: Festival and we got, like, they hadn't really sorted out the routes in and that, so we got stuck in traffic and we were on the main stage and we got there just as we were going on and rushed on. I run on stage I'm like, oh, we're so fucking glad to be here. It's a fucking Just swearing away. <laughs> Someone actually passed a note onto stage from the organisation to passed it to Dan, his, his little desk said, could you get Pip to stop swearing so much? I don't think he really realised this is very much a family festival. And we were on at like two in the afternoon. So they've so, changed yeah. the agenda. This is
0: fucking yeah, yeah. Goldie looking chain three brilliant. the next year. Yeah, 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 <laughs> they yeah, basically yeah. just accepted that... Uh,
1: yeah, no. So the um, I, yeah, I, take, on, I take great relish in swearing. Like at the um, at Green Man, I was on uh, about ten, I think. You always take great relish in swearing, in though. To be
0: fair, you. Well, I've, I've instructed you in the past. I had the, like there was once I went, look, Josie, there's there's some kids in the front row. And this, this was French <laughs> fest, and, and I went, um, just like just today. Just see if you can get through without swearing, because the book club's got a different kind of feel. It's not necessarily, you know, if it's a comedy night, and yeah. some oh. of the other things. And you were so good. Was but I? You did ten minutes, and you did, and, and everyone's like, "Oh, I can't believe she's done it." And then right there, a right cunt, right <laughs> <and laughs> at the end, and it wasn't deliberate, but it looked oh. as if you might as well have done it deliberately. That <laughs> the little portion of your brain, I can't remember which portion of the brain Stephen Pinker says is the sweary bit. Yeah. I've got a big one of those. I'd, yeah, I did a gig. And the other
2: day was this horrible, horrible gig, which is a favour to a band who were having their album launch, who I was gonna be stealing their drummer for my live band. That's when I agreed to do this little a favour spoken word set. And then I didn't steal their drummer, but I was kind of oh, I didn't no. want to be the bad guy and say, forget it. I'm not coming up. So I I went on there and I hadn't I thought about the fact that it's an album launch, so that's a lot of aunts and uncles are gonna be there yeah. as well. So I went up and did um, introduction for the first time which I'd done it as the song before which but I hadn't done it as a spoken word and it's got it's got cunt in it but it's about the fact that we get all you know, all tetchy over these words and we give them power and it, it references all the Lenny or Bruce thing that uh, they used to do about racial swearers and all that mm. and for the first time I've ever done it, it it was brilliant that as soon as I said the word cunt because there's a pause after it I just had one older sounding man in the back going Easy son. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh.
2: It was the first poem I did of, of the set as
0: well. Like, oh. See,
2: Josie, you're allowed... to it because
0: It's going to end soon, because you're going to be 30 before long. But <laughs> what I love is, even when I've seen you t- using, um, you know, sexual swear words, which would get a lot of other people in trouble, and there's something about when you used to do it at the book club, where you have these lovely audiences with grandma, mum and child, all there together... Quite liberal anyway, probably, and that you a tirade of, of swearing. Sorry. No, but well, what was sweet that's is that de- go, yeah. they go, oh, but because oh. that's the I thing is, whereas <laughs> other people, you know, <laughs> yeah. Lenny Bruce, there, no one yeah, ever well, yeah, yeah. when he <laughs> said <laughs> cocksucker, and they went, oh, got, well, Lenny's oh Lenny's Lenny said cocksucker again. Well, by by a the way, slightly we're slightly different, a lot different already I, today, I, yeah. I but got, to be fair, I did notice that on the comedy channel thing, it actually says that this this has very bad language. That's the warning. Someone was worried, they went to I see you doing a podcast, but he's really swearing in it, so and that because they were worried that we would be, uh, you know, kind of uh, there would be an anesthetic in, in our language. Sorry, Josie, you were going to say about how much you love swearing. No,
1: at my show, <laughs> a woman, a, well, a girl brought her mum to my show in Edinburgh, and the mum's uh, critical appraisal of the show was: she was very nice for a woman who said cunt nineteen times. No, <laughs> that's what I love. Yeah, the, a she review. sat there with a little tally yeah, chart. Yeah. I've got to stop swearing. I feel embittered. Well, we've about definitely it. hit.
0: I can see Adrian, our producer, every now and again leans in, and we've definitely hit the cunt quota for. Colin. Yeah. There's no more of them. He's just one oh, more. Can we, we save it? Right, save it. No-one use it. Right, save it. The,
1: uh... I want to ask if you have any recommendations for uh, new poets that you really like that other people might not have seen yet.
2: Um, or oh, there's a girl called Kate Tempest. Oh, who's my been God. Sp- 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 yep. ev- every year, at every festival, she becomes anyone who sees her, their they're little highlight and a little pet project. and that. Like, and I had on a, a, a Best of All this year in my spoken word. And, and previously, I give the poets about a twenty, a 25 minutes. And I always give Kate that. And then she'll get to the end of her slot. And there's normally comedians or something on next. And I'll say, oh, one more poem, Kate. And she'll go, right, do you want another poem? The crowd will go, yeah. She'll go, do you want this one? Or this 15-minute one. (laughs) And and, and they'll all cheer for the 15-minute one. So I thought I'd I'd be clever clever. this year and give her a a 45-minute slot. Because the crowd always demand more because she's that engaging and exciting. But this year, she ended up doing an hour. So even in 45 minutes, the crowd couldn't get enough. You need to do what
0: I always do with Josie, which was I used to constantly just lie about what time we had to meet to get the bus to go to the Norwich Arts Centre. And then obviously she realised I lied, so I had to lie further.
2: So (laughs) I had to keep
0: keep tricking her. You You see, my... A, th- a thing I do now
2: is at, at the Spoken Word Tent is I just make sure that there's a chair on stage that I have to s- sit on as the host, so if it overruns, no one can really be telling me off because I'm on stage at the time. It, it, <laughs> it causes mayhem afterwards, but I can just sit there and I can see them trying to catch my eye and make, make some kind well, of and contact, so like, like, mm. I just kind of look and go... Oh.
1: Really engaging with the folks yeah, on stage. Yeah, you know, I
2: didn't look at my watch.
0: Oh, sorry, must have missed it. Have you ever done something where... Because I, I, I was doing Storytellers uh, the the night that um, uh, Sarah Bonetto runs. You might have right. met her best one. Um, and uh, the uh, there was a woman who went on. They they Basically, the audience giving... I think, is it a five-word story or yeah. something like that? And oh, this woman's five-word story was... Um, lap dancing on David Hume's grave, I think that would be right Oh wow! and uh, she eventually got up to tell the story, it's not what he would have wanted and uh, well no as long as empirically it was sound, that's fine (laughs) Um, and uh, so she started to tell the story and then Sarah went we haven't got much time and anyway the final act and and I was on and I went I want to hear more because I think this is just a really intriguing mix that she was working I think as uh, you know a dancer in in, in some club uh, before she's gone on to do other things and uh, this bloke basically ended up saying, and, and she went, how much? And she went, All right. And they went to a graveyard. And the idea to wow. me, it's very similar to Return of the Living Dead, if you've ever seen <laughs> that Dan O'Bannon film. But the idea, the fact it was a great incongruous mix... The she knew it was David Hume's grave. She was highlighting. And also, it, it takes away some of the illusions where we, you might want to think that everyone's thick if they do that kind of job. Is no, he, I don't he, think he, no, 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 I know you don't. I'm not saying you. But I said, yeah, th- there was a girl who, who went, um, right, I'm going to do it. I don't really know why I'm going to do it. Yeah. Uh, but I'll do it for this, and I'll do it... Oh, look, it's David Hume's grave. And I just thought that I found that an interesting mix of philosophy right and erotic Scottish, dancing. Um, that's yeah. right by the
1: Scottish government building... David well, Hume so it might Hume have been a it? protest as well, an empirical protest. I think so, because I was walking past her quite recently. And oh, I or a member saw there was of a government. Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a member of the Spanish <laughs> oh, Alex Salmond. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a park, and I think it said celebrities interred in this cemetery, and it says David Hume. And I remember thinking, that's amusing that in yeah. the 19th century they used the phrase celebrities yeah. Yeah, about yeah, graves. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. So there Celebrity we go. Gr-
0: a grave tour. But Wonderful. yeah, that, that, have you ever done a thing where you, you, you've you've been booked to go on? on. on. No, 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 not, not a lap dance, that was what I was going to say. There's oh. no reason not Good to. Good question to ask. There's a friend of ours, a, a female <laughs> comic, who uh, ended up doing a strip in a club. We won't name names, now.
1: Oh, I remember that. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, that was an unusual it moment. It wasn't we an unusual moment. Yeah, we had that,
0: but she was, uh, yeah. Too. Anyway, so there we are. That's wow. Yeah, she basically that was it. She passed it. Mystery. It was one of those awful things where I think someone had in the audience, some of the men had kind of shout out, show us your tits or whatever. Yeah. And she just C- thought... Classic. Right. Oh, it it. Do you know what? <laughs> Here's this so bucket here. Um, if you put enough money in,
1: all right. All right, then. Brilliant. Do it. That, w- that's n- that would not be my response to it. My response to it would it's be. It's always my response to it. <laughs> well, you just get them out anyway, yeah. don't you? I was you?
0: topless. I did the show in Edinburgh, that I, was doing, I did four shows a day, and one of them, uh, quite near the beginning, I was covered in makeup with blood pouring out of my face, uh, false blood, and would end up turning off because no Come one was on. in from television. <laughs> and uh, it was great just to see an audience who were getting very confused, going, um, Well, we thought he mainly did science and philosophy stuff. But we went to see him with his friend Michael, and he was just standing for the whole show, topless, screaming at us with all makeup <laughs> Or what a lovely surprise for them. Well, I think a, a lot cr- of them in the, the re- realised that my, you know, Antonin Narto style of performance was actually what they'd always been after, yeah. as opposed to my right take on Richard Feynman. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you were going to say, yeah, about what your reaction would have been. Um, I, I oh No, I
1: think I would have just said, I will cut you or something. Like... Although I've taken to... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've taken to storming off stage when people disrespect me to go and find the person who's disrespecting me, me and stand next to them with a the microphone. Did you ever, That's quite fun.
2: Did you ever hear about... there was There's a guy, there's a band called... Had no effects, and and the lead no. yeah. singer I think it's a fact. might he, he did a thing at South by Southwest, which was like a one man show, like a spoken word storytelling type thing. And I only heard about it through blogs and things like that because it was this big. Uh, yeah, you're not sure how much of it's true, but it was a real s- a select audience. He only did it once, and everyone came in, and there was a screen in the background that was just filming him kind of thing. So it's it, it's projecting him on stage, and they all come in and uh, uh, and sit down, and there's. Tequila sh- shots and all their tables, and they start, and they all have their te- tequila shot, and uh, and then he went on to tell loads of really, like really dark, horrible personal st- stories of really bad stuff that's happened to him, apparently, and then at the end he gets, uh, so everyone's a bit awkward, and some people are kind of, not sh- like they're respecting some kind of punk thing, and then at the end he gets the cam, the, uh, uh or whatever it is that's playing the camera and rewinds it live, to before they all come in where he's got a half a bottle of tequila and he urinates in the rest to fill it to the top and it's a solid thing and then goes around and fills up all these shots on the table and that's how he ended, that's how he ended his set. Just now, saying, if you are selling everyone. CDs or oh, DVDs wow. after yeah, your show, exactly. do not reveal that you've urinated <laughs> exactly. tequila. That's a very bad <laughs> but, but, idea. But yeah, an hour of really dark, horrible stories and then, oh, and by the way, you've drunk my urine.
0: So that's—I sp- I suppose it saves the salt <laughs> and the lemon, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. the, 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 the addition <laughs> of urine. Yeah. yeah.
1: The worst part is, loads of people watching that would have been thinking, "That tequila was actually quite nice." Yeah, nice. I thought I didn't like yeah. tequila. But...
0: Yeah, to actually then get a, a uh, <laughs> barman. I don't know if you've had this order before. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Can I have a shot of Fat Mike? It's no I always find that fascinating, though, as well, that when you're not... The lack of expectation of when you're uncertain what something's going to be. Like Henry yeah. Rollins, when I first listened to his spoken word yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. some of the stuff would be very funny, and then, like you know, the, the, the I suppose, the very famous long story about his friend of his who was killed next to him, you know, shot, shot in the head. Uh, yeah. uh, and, and there's a bit where you go, ha ha-ha, oh. And the, just the transition is I think I've told you this before Beautiful. about the, the time that years ago when um, Sandra Bernhardt was at her height of fame after a kind of, you know, Madonna stuff was going yeah. on. And she was at the uh, Edinburgh Playhouse, huge, you know, 3,000-seat three, mm. 3, venue. And she told this story which the audience were all laughing along to, but in that way that they didn't really get the references, being laughed <Yeah>. at. <laughs> I don't know. And then about near the end, as you realise, the reveal was actually about her friend who got killed by a serial killer and the re- and the audience then this awkward moment of <coughs> i think some of those other references those names that we thought we were meant to laugh at mm. we weren't and i think that's you know yeah, when, when you go yeah. in with that kind I'd, of expectation I'd, i did mm. um
2: i in in going back to this stand up poetry thing i i was booked for a night which was a purple ronnie's poetry night and it was all very jovial and and, and, and comedy and I decided I'd do a few new bits and that. And I decided I was there with a guy called a a polar bear. And he's like like all his stories are amazing, but they're they're funny in just if you're talking to a mate, kind of it's not jokes, it's not punchlines, it's just interesting stories. And we both decided that we'd do a really serious set just to mess with the crowd a little bit (laughs) in in a Doug Stanhope kind of, you know, a Neil Hamburg kind of way. And um, so I jumped up and I'd done a one a a new piece and there was kind of a bit of silence and then I just leaned forward and and told which is completely true I'll explain after I've said it that it's not as dark as it sounds but just explain that that was um, a new poem about when someone tried to rape my nan and the reaction was exactly that so it was brilliant this great pause and I just stood there for about 15 seconds and I went Right, this next poem, and just moved on, <laughs> just just because, uh, because I'll explain now. It is a, a one, like it was a, a story that was I always found really um, empowering as a child. Because uh, when my nan was a bit a, a bit younger, it's all going to get very dark and serious now. As she, she was uh, walking home, and a bloke dr, 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 dragged her into an alleyway and was okay. kind of threatening her, and she had the wherewithal about her to go right. Look, there's nothing I can do. It's raining. It's horrible. I live literally there. You, we might as well go to my house and kind of a reasoned with him. It got to the door, opened the door, obviously, and my s- a six foot four p- p- policeman of huh. twenty years g- granddad was there. Ch- ch- chased the guy down the street, gave him a bit of a a hiding before he managed to, to stay away. But it was just always amazing that in such a dark and unimaginable situation, to have your that wear of all about you yeah. to go, I'm gonna think this through and th- think a way out of this rather than just crumble and cry. So wow. But, yeah, that's how, that's how I use that story to, to mess with some
0: a, well, it's a quite stand-up to, poetry I, I fans. I suppose in poetry <laughs> gigs and spoken word stuff, you can do that more than... Like, stand-up, I think, now, a lot of the... I mean, the kind of gigs that we don't really do an, anymore, I suppose, Jesse, the, the, a lot of the club scene, like mm. the normal, the, what I would call the mainstream club scene, they, they want a product and they want, to, they, they want to know where the gags are. Mm. It almost, I think, has some of the places come back to the old thing, you know, the old working men's club circuit where people would shout out, tell us one we know.
2: Yeah, yeah Where. yeah.
0: yeah. Um, you're not really allowed to. I mean, you can when you tour on your own. You are allowed to to have well be entertaining without necessarily always being funny. Yeah, I know. Right, I, I just I gag, that's, gag, that's gag. What, yeah. I, I suppose with spoken word, you have a greater license to go. You might not be laughing all the way through this. Yeah, yeah. You hope, can really you're take you're it wherever you want. Yeah, you're yeah, allowed exactly. To,
1: like you're not really allowed to set your own agenda in clubs. I think you couldn't go on and go. We, well, yeah, I suppose, you can. I don't really know. It's not really a world that I go <laughs> into, but. So, I shouldn't talk about it. But, the, <laughs> like, it's much harder to set out any sort of stall in any way at a club, I think. But then, that's, that is a, this is a pointless little digression. I mean, I mean, I mean, that's, that's what, because it's no, that variation
2: about... between your kind of headline and main tours and the club thing. And that's, I mean, I loved uh, when I saw, um, a, 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 a Doug Stanhope, a, a Pims festival, because I've seen him. Oh, the one I've in seen him, Park. I've seen him a few yeah. times, and Colin everyone Park. It gets, it gets. Yeah. It, it, I, I love Doug Stanhope, but it's now a fact you go and see him. Everyone's in on the joke, or everyone's yeah. there for him to be so shocking, and everyone loves it. Whereas it was amazing at this one because it was a load of different comedians on, and it was all a bit posh and fancy. And then Doug came on, and his first like two or three jokes, he went with his most offensive just so he could hold a bottle of Pims and say. Brought to you by Pims. After, after we'd say them, and they were horrendous, and people were just fuming and g- g- getting up and walking out, and it was far more enjoyable seeing that reaction because it's away from that headline kind of crowd where it's just.
1: It's of which, I saw um, I saw Neil Hamburger in uh, Edinburgh. Yeah, and um, I loved it, but I saw him in Soho, and there was there were people who really could not abide it. Yeah, and that was this was sort of a year. I, ago. I
2: saw him. I saw him about a year ago in Soho as well. It's
1: quite electric, isn't yeah, it? When yeah, yeah. That, that was great because
2: at that one, it was just, there was, I mean, there was a couple of guys in the crowd who loved him and were just like, every time he'd say, why does blood? this this guy in front of go, why Neil? And it was, it was really <laughs> like uncomfortable because that's not his style of thing. But then there was one guy at the back who'd clearly just been uh, walking around seeing what there was to do in the bright lights of London and had stumbled in on this and was just getting furious and starting to really say, these aren't. I'd do better jokes than this and really kind of argue with me. Mean, it's <laughs>
1: my It's like someone
0: like Ed Axel or Paul Foote oh. yeah. to an audience that, uh, you know, Ed Axel's fantastic. I think really entered, you know, that always he's, he's always given this term anti comedian because, right. which. Uh, you know, I, I don't know exactly why he does what he does, but it's just a very... It, it's a very low, slow... I'm just explaining for... The, I suppose we should also probably explain a little bit of Neil Hamburg or something like Yeah.
1: Why? Fact,
0: the, uh, there we go, and that's the explanation. Right, and this There's is my explanation. explanation. through sound.
1: Now, so that, well, that, that sound was fine.
0: <laughs> right, and now, uh, Ed Axel?
1: Um. Well, oh, well uh, this isn't going to go very well. And now, um, Paul Foot. OK, for football Foot, I would just do a three-minute mime of me trying to pick up a sliver of water chestnut from the bottom of a bowl and not being able to do it.
0: Yeah, Paul Foot has the... Well, the Paul Foot <laughs> was wonderful because... He still is wonderful. We were b- about in Oslo, of course. Did, yeah, we were. did, did, a, did a brilliant show. Uh, they out, loved it, there. didn't they? Yeah, and... Uh, but he was... He had this fantastic 10-minute routine when he started. He won uh, two out of the three competitions were up in Edinburgh, then was sent around doing half-hour sets. Of course, it didn't really work mm. because, he, one, he didn't have enough material, and, to, and he then became the best person to watch dying on stage ever. Him dying on stage was a beautiful piece of To the point, I think, almost... Where when he did well, his face showed confusion that an yeah. audience would because he just got so used to you know the aplomb, the confidence, the fact that he is a kind of, the shape of a Victorian caricature. Yeah, is, yeah, is yeah. all of these wonderful things. Yeah. He speaking has, of has which, a certain element of, of the child catcher about yeah. him and his physical. But that's the
2: beautiful f- thing about or, or people like Paul Furt and Neil Hamburg it does, and kind of in a way with Mitch Hedberg was always the way that there'd be. You'd have joke, 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 and it's all just so oddball and weird, but then you would have one just beautifully crafted, perfect, just in the middle of it, which you don't expect in that kind of, in what is more of a character set kind of thing. Just have one of these jokes that will just, yeah, absolutely set it on fire. Mm. I love that.
1: I wanted to say that my favourite thing in the Neil Hamburger show, uh, this Edinburgh, was he did maybe a five-minute-long set-up about how he was playing... A casino on an Indian reservation, uh, on an Indian, on a Native American reservation. Mm. In uh,
0: you've shown your true no. colours, Josie. <laughs> Tell me about it. Josie, oh, yeah. pretend lefty. That's the angle <laughs> that sells me well now. Long.
1: Listen, all I've let, if you want to be if you want to be taken out of the box that people have put you in, you just have to do a show that people don't expect, and then they'll put you in a new box. Yeah, next a... year, it's nice. Japanese Martin.
0: But this new box is so much gaudier and is also available in service stations now. The Josie Long socialist figurine. Oh, I wish. Just press um, the button. Sacco and Vansetti. Sacco and Vansetti.
1: (laughs) I got... um, When I was in Edinburgh, did I say this when we were talking to Billy Bragg? It doesn't matter if we edited out if you did. Oh, well, I did... um, I I know some people who are bakers uh, in Scotland who are, like, this amazing, formidable family of sort of four really cool siblings. wow. But there were three of them. Three of them were there. Oh, this is going very badly right. as an anecdote. So there Basically, were three or four bakers. No, no.
0: Three or four <laughs> related bakers in the Not all room. bakers, That's one, one is a so. pilot. Five siblings. four of them were called. There's two bakers. There's one baker missing, and there's a pilot there who's also from the same family as the bakers, right? There are family who we are all bakers apart from the pilot. The we're not boat. certain numerically how many there okay. were. Let's
1: just say it this Let's way. Let's start
0: again. Let's start again. Let's start a clean slate. Right, so... Some
1: awesome people took me uh water skiing while i was up in edinburgh on my own. oh you did off. tell this last time anyway. oh well forget <laughs> it well, <laughs> But
0: now, <laughs> now i've seen you tell it so badly i don't know if any of it is true whatsoever <laughs> it's
1: entirely true i want to know uh, But basically Ed- yeah, i got taken water right. skiing and i was so bad that it kept whapping out of my hands and it was so painful but, but eventually i got to the point where i managed to get up a little bit and it was really yeah. exciting and it was great fun um but then when I got nominated for the Comedy Award, they send you two crates of champagne and two. I I know. Well, yeah, two. I've got twelve bottles. Wow. Um, but I gave them all away bar two because I just care about human beings because I'm a socialist um, but I did see it was very conflicting the idea of being nominated for that prize because if you win you win ten grand yeah. and then loads of my show was about how you shouldn't aspire to be wealthy and about how <laughs> or um, necessarily how win I'm, prizes I'm, from yeah, large corporations yeah, yeah I mean that's a fair point uh, about how you know I'm never going to make any money and that kind of thing so it would have been a bit conflicting to be like <laughs> hey I could buy a house maybe in five years or ten years now um, But um, yeah, spraying
0: the champagne over various yeah. Trotskyists' heads yeah, we yeah. certainly have lost you, your new core demographic.
1: But um, at one point, <laughs> I did manage to say... Um, my wrists hurt from water skiing so much I can't carry my champagne. Yeah. And I thought, well, that's not going to help me on that's the comments pages work. of newspapers.
0: I think that is you now from 30 onwards. Once you've hit 30, that's the you, a weak-wristed Bring... champagne-carrying mm. individual.
1: Bring it on. <laughs> now, I actually on... want to ask you an interviewee-style question. Can I do that? Oh, without I'll ask being mine first. Okay. How many colours do you like?
0: Four. <laughs> Brilliant. Now your question. uh, Good
1: question. Um, Well, because I saw your first video for your new album. Yes. uh, 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 On because I follow you on Twitter yes young people Twitter is this amazing thing like go. the internet love it. And um, but I and I love that and then the other day you texted me you like it's a good video yeah. and I was like yeah that is good and you were like with the girls and I was like what with the girls new so one. then I saw you a new one <laughs> and I really like it but I wonder if you could tell me about like who are those you're going to get asked this a lot I suppose but like who are them girls and what do they do how did you well, find them
0: we should explain the video which a little bit yeah. which is basically yeah. your, your new well uh, one of the songs for yeah. your album yeah it's called Let Them Come where uh, you have uh, three women playing the parts of, of, of the, the, rappers of
2: the male try and rappers and trying and being a bit a, a laddie and a lads night out kind of thing. But it's it's a weird one because I was I was explaining explaining earlier when oh we got up here first that originally I had to come up with that video in a week because originally I had this big video plan that was going to be all about p- police protesting against cuts and then a load of normal people turn up with riot gear ha. and it's all about riots. And then, obviously, the riots happened, so it seemed bad really taste. I had a really similar thing. So I've, I've got a, in my garage, I've got a five riot shields, a few riot helmets. I'm, I'm kitted up for any future riots. But, but yeah, I had to change it. And I had to, it was basically because two of the rappers on the track are American and in America. So I had to come up with an idea of how to make it not look weird that they're not in the video. <laughs> and I am. So I came up with just, yeah, replacing each of them with with ladies and one of them the girl who plays me is called Nina Kate and she's a model who was in our Beat Them A Heart skip video years ago Ah. so so, uh, we already already had her and the girl called Carmen who's the second one on there already uh, lined up for our other video so it was was, uh, then a case of of just finding a third and originally it was going to be Kate Tempest who we mentioned oh. earlier so it's come full circle but she blew me out of the last minute like oh, we, what we, is we, this well, oh, sorry I'm still on re- stage <laughs> but you made to finish <laughs> on Saturday we I two, haven't stopped yet. two days until shooting <laughs> yeah and oh. it was literally I had to find someone else to learn because obviously that had to learn the lines that had to learn that MC's yeah, yeah. verse so
0: but yeah, it all worked out nice. It's the Dennis Potter rap, really, isn't it? That's what's <laughs> happened the there. Yeah, yeah. 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 If, if Dennis Potter had lived <laughs> yeah. long enough, that eventually this form of music would have been nostalgic yeah, yeah. and placed his own kind of, I suppose, at that point, you know, geriatric life. Yeah. into uh, yeah, into kind of nostalgic thing that would have been very interesting. Yeah, that's what more people should do. That actually, I think, like a kind of Dennis Potter yeah. film <laughs> based around the work of you know Public Enemy. Yeah. I not would... too live crew though. No. Even though, actually, I'm, I'm sure sorry. Dennis would have agreed with some of their sentiments. <laughs> uh, but let's uh, let's not go into that now.
1: <laughs> yes, Jesse, you, you, you know like about. You've got... Do you know? Because I, when I went on the uh, the EMA demo, they were playing your um...
2: Stake Acclaim. Claim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They really play it loud. A lot. How it's, do you feel about it? It's really weird because that's really good. I mean, it's a song that's about. Standing up for what you believe in, regardless of what other people think, and standing up for your rights. Now, the first people to use it in promotional videos was the EDL. No! Which, obviously, we were disgusted with, but they're using it perfectly in context, because if there's ever a situation where it's people who think outside of what most of society thinks and standing up for, and all that coming. So it was one of them that... We, for a second, thought, well, we should take the moral ground of saying, right, that's what the songs, although we don't, but then we didn't. We had them all removed immediately from YouTube and wrote a thing on love, music, hate, racism, saying basically that the EDL are a. Bunch of idiots, and we don't want them associated or our music associated with them at well, all. Like, Which is wrong, though. It's wrong, though, because really, no. in in the meaning of the song, it's about standing up for what you believe in, regardless of what other people well, think. So, really, in that context, they were using it correctly. No, but you they could can write that song.
0: They have to write that. The thing yeah, they, that have, to it they yeah. have to write themselves. They have to write their yeah, song. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, you might go, you know, I, I believe in free speech. Oh well, Nick Griffin's using uh, Josie's face because she talked about free speech. Yeah, uh, she's <laughs> the main campaign woman. Yeah. Yeah, even though I agree with free speech, that this, I don't agree with his free speech is just a bit that I don't agree with I agree with the idea of yeah. it being free that he can yeah, say it but totally. not they've now made a video of me with a kind of ventriloquist mouth going hello I'm J.K. Long <laughs> and Nick Griffin thumbs up you know thing that thing would...
1: one do they have a speedboat two could they give me some champagne <laughs> yeah. three right. like, I'm How they bake
0: bread to make sure that if I've had too much <laughs> champagne I'll be alright afterwards <laughs> I do
1: know some cool bakers they're really nice well, you say that <laughs> as if
0: bakers have a bad reputation. <laughs> it's that's the one thing. Yeah, you know, the EDL stand up for many things. One <laughs> yeah. of the main ones is is the the derisive nature I that people take when when trying. dealing with bakers. The
2: strange thing now is I've only just realised. Th- oh, that it's odd. That the whole time I've been p- picturing the, the the water skiing on two big baguettes because <laughs> of the influence. Not thought twice about
1: it. Just thought, there you
0: go. That's what would happen. <laughs> Terrible. That's why no, at the start you'd want to use a kind of bumps bumps
1: flatbread.
0: Oh. Forget you wouldn't want to use. You wouldn't want to use a, a, They're a exactly yeast breast. Like would... No, but not but they would be too absorbent. A, Whereas if you a took a more ciabatta. traditional flatbread, yeah. that was what the you'd, the want. you'd want. You'd want a flatbread. Yeah. The
1: flatbread, I suppose it would be more like wakeboard.
0: No, no, these are
2: working class bakers. You didn't get that part of the story. Oh. <laughs> these aren't making the Ponzi. <laughs> well, flatbread surely flatbread. is not. Yeah, exactly.
0: Flatbread No, but flatbread is not a Ponzi Very good bread if you're thinking of taking a large number of people through a desert. Um, You know, perhaps go to a mountain, get some advice from someone. Can I say it's Um, a pleasure
1: and a privilege to do these podcasts with you?
0: (laughs) It really is, isn't it? Yeah. We are—we're all Not very privileged sarcastic. to be here. We're aren't very lucky. We? Now we are going to have to move on to beards because we haven't really uh, covered uh, beards before. Which yeah. is—I uh, I saw um, uh, friend of the show Alan Moore. That's one <laughs> of the strangest sort of things, isn't it? Friend of the show. I love Why it. Why do people say things like you know? when you are to I'm, radio. I'm and they a go, well, of a lot of shows. Yeah, and you go. Can you be the, the friend of, of, of a show?
1: Can you? <laughs> well, yeah, I think so.
0: It's, it's not it's, it, You might be a friend, friend of some people who do a show because there's certain radio shows that I text
2: into, but I've never been on. But just because I'm a fan, I will text in ideas. But because they know who I am, I'm friend of the show now, rather oh, than yeah. the person who's texting. in. It's like well, everyone I should see, text be. A um, few I text in, into the Dave Gorman one oh. every now and then, and or oh, there's a few different ones. Um, a lot of absolute ones for some reason. I'm, I'm feeling their Lord. chat. And yeah. Jeff Lloyd's always really good. Yeah. Do
1: you ever listen to Ian Lee? I love Ian Lee. I, <gasps> oh, did I you, ever you listen on to? Him?
2: Oh. when I was coming back from an airport once, oh, not when just I was a drunk. strange fact. And strangely, I just what? watched I just watched your DVD on the plane what? because I'd taken a few DVDs with me. And then I got in the car and you were on there. And oh, I can't remember tough. if I texted in or not. But
1: I, um, <laughs> Ian Lee, when he did He's his great. show on LBC, that was one of the best things. Yeah. I've ever regularly listened to. It was so mad. It was wonderful.
2: It's brilliant. I love how how, how long he can go without playing any music oh, and yeah. just chatting. He had a, a brilliant bit I was listening to one night and I, I drove all the way home from London and it was discussing with three different people... Um, some nursery, I might have a one man went to mo or, or one of them and discussing their different versions and arguing over, I know it was, there was, there were three in the bed and the little one said, <laughs> roll over and getting all the, di- and just, oh, but each time they would have a different idea of how it goes, they would sing the whole song
1: <laughs> in its entirety to
2: get their, their point across because at this point it changes and I was just sitting thinking, it's beautiful that this can be on the radio and, and not be cut up into adverts and actually
0: be out there. Mm. See that's the kind of thing phoning shows should mm. deal with. Yeah, He's not the major issue. He has but, just I, crazy I, people, I, doesn't
2: he? Yeah. phoning? That's the point of his. Yeah, it's all just insane people ringing in
0: and. But what rambling this with is this strange thing is, it. that now mm-hmm. in it, because of radio, because of the internet, because of the fact you can comment under any news article, whatever it is, where. Uh, Anyone will write any old rubbish. What previously was only between 11 and 1 on local radios yeah. at night, where someone would, you would get that chance. Give um, There was one great one that I thought... Richard Hamilton, the, the, the pop artist who... Mm-hmm. Uh, died, I don't know when this is going to go out, but he, he's died this week. He died yeah. about, about three days ago. Mm-hmm. And then people went on the BBC site going, ''Oh, we're not all Guardian trendies. I don't think anyone cares about this.'' And he's quite a well known artist. What? Guardian trend is only. And then someone else, what was the the, the opinion that they they, had was going, "Um, I've never even heard of him and you go well, don't comment that, that to me is like the equivalent of going I saw the news the other day I hadn't heard any of it before yeah, it was yeah. rubbish there was no news you could talk along to it was all new stuff that happened yeah. and that thing of where you right, go no, when you see people going on just to give an opinion or and even someone did do that thing where you go oh god you're not still saying my five year old could do that no they couldn't they were really good collages. Yeah, yeah. They were and really well... Th- I'm sure your five-year-old does a good collage, yeah. but why do you need to actually go on someone's obituary page go yeah, yeah. do you know what? i better tell everyone yeah. I that heard... I think this is rubbish and I've never heard of them.
1: On the BBC News, I'm, I'm actually finding the news so hard to listen to at the moment, even on BBC News stations, because it feels so... I don't know. Uh, it feels a lot less... Maybe I I can't articulate. It feels less balanced than maybe... You've got time to articulate because of the editing process. That's true. Well, for example, uh, every every half an hour when I was listening to my favourite BBC station recently, they had ran an article about the 50p tax rate that was so ridiculous and based on a letter put out by Mm. Boris Johnson's PR lot... And that was this is getting cut, right? No, it just said fifteen minutes.
0: Okay. Not, Adrian, our producer, <laughs> but, actually got up to hold the fifteen side okay. sign, nice. say, so "Josie has fifteen minutes anyway, to talk about this." It,
1: basically, they ran this PR article uh, that was going. People are saying that fifty p tax rate should be cut. Well, um, twenty because, economists, wasn't it? Yeah, twenty Con- leading don't we economists. Now that, uh,
0: economists. Were, uh, did we talk about this yeah, last yeah, time? As well, I think. Yeah,
1: but also like because it will scare people off. And the fact is, you know, it is. It was, you know put into place years ago so they could have said that then and yeah I suppose it's only just beginning to be implemented now but also it's not relevant it's not helpful and it was on the day of the NHS reform bill being voted on so you know there were other things that they were distracting anyway so that really Doris me. Day <laughs>
0: as it is <laughs> right it is it's
1: Doris Day oh Doris Day
0: yeah. that was <laughs> a good week that was a good week there was Doris Day her <laughs> album was back in there was Doris Day which was David Cameron basically stands in in Parliament and goes oh, we've got some right weirdos in our party
1: um, and Bye-bye NHS! Bye. Yeah. Um, and But there was an article about the pop artist guy, and the newsreader went, <laughs> he was famous for his collages, one of which involved a man wearing speedos holding a giant lolly that said pop on it. He died today. <laughs> and it was so sneery, and I was yeah. thinking, you're not alone! be sneering you're the bloody news if it's not a newsworthy it shouldn't be on the news yeah but. yeah
0: and he was he was i mean when he started working it was he you know he worked with many you know major you know the People, the Beatles, etc. You know, came up with many interesting ideas. His stuff still looks great when you actually look at his most famous, the most famous collage, which is the one that the news reader was a a man and a woman and some other images cut from a magazine glued together. So uh, the uh, yeah, that is. uh, Billy, again, you're allowed to. You're, there's that thing, isn't there? Which, which uh, we live in a, a society where. I mean, like today in the newspaper. Obviously, not today for you, uh, 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 listening at home or work or wherever you may be. Uh, please do not call in. The show is not live. Uh, the, uh, the the Michelle Beltman, or oh, Backman, I never even know how to pronounce oh, yeah. it. Yeah. She's basically talked about. She talked about um, uh, vaccinations that were going to, uh, I think, make children go mad. Yeah. Um, and she said, well, yeah, all right, I said it. I I didn't know just some woman told me you're not allowed <laughs> really? you're not allowed to say well that's, i don't know i'm not that's, a scientist that's the news. if you're <laughs> going to talk about science or medicine you go do you know what before i actually do stand in front of a large audience yeah. and go this makes everyone mad and children's ears burn off if they take <laughs> well i don't know i met some woman on the
2: bus <laughs> who told me yeah so that is how, how crazy it is I'm, I'm it was a, a good a few uh, years back but when they um found like Supposedly a dungeon and in 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 the orphanage. I think it was up in in Scotland. Oh, in Jersey. In Jersey, that's yeah. right. And there was the first thing was saying they found the remains of four children. They found sh- shackles, all this, and then uh, literally I was reading a week later, and it turns out um, uh, one of the remains of a child turned out to be a coconut. Yeah. <laughs> and, and 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 this was already <laughs> unpublicized from... <laughs> that there, there wasn't actually all these remains and the shackles turned out to be just other like bedstead parts, dull parts, as well, yeah. all sorts. Of and it's like. So that was reported on the news as remains found. When one was a bit of a coconut and one was, yeah, dull parts and all things like that. Like, yeah, that that didn't get half as much coverage as the story of this dungeon found in this
0: in this three orphanage. Three children died today at the fair, but a man won a teddy bear. After oh, I'm sorry, a man, not three coconuts. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yet yeah, that well, it's the speed of news anyway. But it is. It's I genuinely I get but, panicked but, by. But how it, do
2: they choose who's who's? giving that quote and being put in front of that camera how did that guy be the one to go yeah well it's kids remains yeah. when it's like oh, be funny have you just, just these children have been
0: desiccated yeah. one of the most unpleasant ways to die
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he'd just been on jersey his whole career yeah. as a forensics expert oh, this is huge never seen <laughs> anything yeah, yeah. and then suddenly it was like I'm sure <gasps> um, <laughs> guys this is big
0: <laughs> so we've only got five minutes left. And we haven't dealt with beards at all. We haven't now got on now to the it. reason I wanted to get onto beards was one that uh, with, with uh, Alan Moore, friend of the show. Uh, Alan Moore, I, I mentioned someone else's beard it was longer than his, and even though I knew he was joking, I love it when it was longer than my beard, you know that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, can it. I but, say
1: I um, the other day I was talking about Alan Moore, and then literally thirty seconds later he rang me. He's wow. the most magic human being in the world.
0: That really is incredible, isn't it? Isn't it? Oh, I mean, awful.
1: you don't get coincidences like that anymore. Anyway, no, because he's, not, he's not
0: normally a ringer, is he? <laughs> he's a rung rather than a ringer. <laughs> anyway, that's, I'm sorry,
1: yeah. I'm a loser. Li- um, so, Beards... You, no, yeah, but you Beards, because this is the, the thing, is I the have the no end. real
0: idea how old you are. You don't have to yeah. tell me, because I think that's one of the great things that makes you so enigmatic. Josie yeah. Meeming going, I don't know, I don't know, late 20s, I don't know. No. But Josh T. Pearson, this is what I wanted to talk about Beards. Do you know Josh T. Pearson? No. Right, amazing kind of country act band. Called Lift to Experience, right. and then uh, he supposedly disappeared for a while. He mixes these incredibly bleak songs. Uh, the uh, what's oh, oh, actually fun hang on We've only got oh god, we've only got four minutes. But he has these really great bleak songs, it's just him on his own. Mm. Uh, and then he just He's does really gags good. in between, mm. uh, oh, involving nice. Mickey Mouse and stuff like that. Have, yeah. you, have you seen Josh T Pitts?
1: Yeah, I saw him at home game. And uh, what did Fence you think? Records of it? home game, I really enjoyed it but it's
0: such fantastic but the thing is he has a beard that goes almost up to his eyes yeah. and hair that goes almost down to his eyebrows and therefore he could quite easily be a kind of you know a man who's rode the rail... ridden the railways uh and is now in his late 70s but actually he's about 32. He's very interesting so, actually. So do you yeah. wear a beard to create an illusion? Um
2: uh, I I I grew my beard for f- a function originally genuinely because i was i was i was doing a thing where i was i was quitting my job i'd worked in a record shop for years and i was uh, living in a van t- just touring the country doing spoken word on street corners and things like that and i thought i'm living in a van it, it, it was it wasn't like a camper van it was a one that the, the seats go down to sleep and it wasn't anything nice. so i thought if i grow a bit of a beard it'll be easier to tour and not have to shave We're doing so i van. did that
1: we're doing a van tour, 3rd to the 13th of October. It's good, it's, it's great. Some musicians it's great, you'll love it. We're just showing up in the middle of nowhere to perform to people. Right?
2: I did it all the time. The, the, I found the best places to do it was other people's gigs.
1: <laughs> as, as cheap as that
2: sounds. But g- 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 going into these weird places and seeing a buck 65s on or something like that, because they'll literally line up your potential target audience against a wall. And you can turn up and perform for free. Whereas I did How it, did I did it in for? Manchester once on on one of them. I thought, oh, big day! I'll go there. It'll be really busy. The big day was that there was an England game on. Turns out the last thing England fans want is a bit of poetry on <laughs> the streets yeah. from a bloke with a beard. So I did that literally for ten minutes. As Someone tried to nick my amp, and I decided to to move on to finer pastures. When
1: did you do that? and How long did um, you do that for? It
2: was 2005 or 2006. I only did it for like two, three months. I wasn't sure how long it would be and then I started to get some... I started working with Dan Lassac through that. Like, like He booked me on that tour. I'd had flyers made up. Just It was called My Relying on the Kindness of Strangers Tour and it was just hopefully just going to turn up and if someone had feed me or let me wash or put me on or let me inside their venue to do a gig then that was all the better
1: that's brilliant it's
2: good fun and that's why I grew a beard but then I started to get known for just having a beard so I could then not remove it but it also became the perfect marketing tool for oh I've got a new solo record that people might not look at because it's not the stuff they're used to how can I make everyone at least give it a listen chop my beard off in the video gets ah, so all looking oh, nice literally look. everyone will go oh, I have to
0: have a look at that well oh, he cuts his beard off <laughs> <You're> kidding me <laughs> so I've got no idea what is it behind uh, Josh because I've got some idea that I can still get get your, your, your face is but Josh T Pearson and it was oh, amazing, he just, amazing he just does these great bits where he does <laughs> this uh, he, he'll go yeah I got the joke I, uh, oh hang on I forgot it right and he'll forget the joke and eventually <laughs> again, he goes so yeah that's right Mickey Mouse has killed Minnie and the man says uh, the judge says so uh, you're saying that she had gone crazy and that's why you killed and he goes, no, Your Honour, I said she was uh, fucking goofy. Anyway, and this <laughs> this song's called Sweetheart, I Ain't Your Christ. Sweetheart, I ain't your Christ. Whoa! And it's just it's a the, the change man. from cracker gags to then just these... Uh, yeah. yeah, brilliant. Well, we've run out of time. We haven't really dealt with uh, very much. I didn't tell you about uh, how my son's worked out getting more biscuits. How's uh, he done that? Well, what he did today was we had a lot of small biscuits, four small biscuits he had after his lunch. And then he went... I was watching television. He went, oh... I need a a biscuit for... And there were four characters on some kid's show, so I need a biscuit for each one of them. So my wife brought up the biscuits, and then she went, where do you want me to put them? And he kind of looked as if she was a bit silly and went, "Um, I've realised they can't eat them, so I'll have to have them. They they live in the television, so they can't have them. Clever boy. You have been listening to Robin and Josie's Utter Shambles with uh, Robin Ince, Josie Long. Screwbys Pit. This podcast was produced by Adrian McKinder and edited by Mike Pell. For more podcasts, go to comedycentral.co.uk slash podcasts.